Hello, world, and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Freisel, and this month, my very special guest is Kevin, a.k.a. Buried on Mars, and Mr. Matt Friggin' Bandy. That's right. It's March Madness. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, see? Yes. We're going to get we're sound going, effects. We're doubling up. Yeah. I'm, it's not only me that's here. We also have the, the Fandango soundboard. Uh, I think I... And we have the fan... I think the uh, video is uh, breaking up on me. Is uh, it? Yeah. Wait, hold on. I wonder if Sarah's still downloading Borderlands 2. Hold on a sec. Oh, we're off to a great start. Bandy, how you doing? You're there. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. Well, Kevin Fox. Put a little sun... Can you set my sunburn on my face? Why are you sunburnt on your face? Oh, no, I was outside all day yesterday at my kids' uh, Little League stuff, so my face is, like, fried right now. That's funny. Well, the beard is looking good. Thank you. I actually, I actually just had it is trimmed. That... Oh, yeah. Do you use a beard oil? I use a beard balm. What is the difference? Um, the oil, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a, I don't know. I think it's, like, it keeps it softer in the... Uh, the bomb is more for like some hold. So, what for, for all you listeners, if anyone's hearing this right now, I don't know what Mars is going to keep in or not. Uh, Matt Bandy has a very Grizzly Adams esque beard right now. It is it is thick. I mean it it's it's down to your like shirt collar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a full on you know it's it's like uh, a pre or not a prepubescent like a teenage ZZ top. <laughs> you could imagine ZZ top. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. ZZ Top hasn't reached puberty yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. what you look like. <laughs> does the wife does the wife mind the beard? Um, it's she's come around a little bit. Like I, I like she's like wanted me to shave it for a long time, but I like full on just like put my foot down and said like, no, I'm keeping the beard so you oh. can suck it up. That's a man, baby. Yeah, she. Uh, <laughs> um. She gave me an ultimatum once. She said, "Okay, if you don't, if you if you stop shaving, I'm gonna stop shaving too." I'm like, "Okay, we'll see who lasts longer," and uh, I won. So, well, I guess we know who wears the pants in the bandy household. When it comes to beards, yeah, that's about it. This is my one thing. That's funny. Well, welcome back, Kevin. Everything oh, good? Uh, yeah, the download was finished, so I, I I don't know what the problem is. All right, we're back to it. Are we? Do we have a good connection now? I think so. This? I think we're good to go. Dog and pony show on the road. Yep. Fantastic. Well, welcome guys to CC Portable. Like I said, this is March Madness. We're going crazy this month. I'm having two very special guests. To my knowledge, I don't think I've ever had two guests. I should know in 22 episodes. But uh, anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. this is going to go great i am clearly uh, prepared to work with two guests right now but let's talk about march madness that's what we're here for right march madness that very special time of the year where we don't pick one specific game to play no no we pick a console that's right see cc prime ain't got nothing on us do they ever pick a console no they don't I put it out to you guys. I let you vote on what you want to play. That's how we do things here in CC Portable. And this month, you guys voted, and the Game Boy Advance won. Now, I did modify the rules a bit this year. Last year, we played the DS and the 3DS, and I said, 
you know, if you can play a game on it from a different uh, console, like on the DS Lite, you can play Game Boy Advance. I said go for it. But this year, my caveat was you can only play Game Boy Advance games. So, is someone, was that you, Bandy? Are you talking to your kid? I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I thought I had it muted. I'm sorry. I, th- I think the wife overheard his uh, beard talk. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting chewed out. No, my uh, my daughter just walked in the room, and I thought I had uh, muted the mic, but I ended the call and then got back in, and then thought I had muted it, but did not. I apologize. Classic Matt Bandy ruining my little yeah. spiel. I know. So anyway, yeah, you could only play Game Boy Advance games. That's that's what I wanted. No cheating. No playing Game Boy or Game Boy Color games. They'll have their time. So, uh, Bandy, what did you play on? I played on my, um, I guess it's called a Game Boy Zero. It's basically a, uh, a retro pie that uh, is put in. <laughs> so put you in cheated a, too. Uh, I didn't cheat. Listen. You did. No, no, no. Game no. Boy Zero does, what is that? What? What is a it, Game Boy Zero? It's... It's it's a retro pie that's it that I uh, I played only Game Boy Advance games, so right. it's it is a it's a retro pie that's shoved inside of a, a DMG. Well, I can act like I I didn't know you were doing that, but I did know you were doing that, and I and might I say that your Game Boy Zero looks very sexy. It's yeah. it looks like a, a, a an original Game Boy, but with four um, buttons instead of two. And there, there's actually six. There's four on the front, and then on the back, there's two triggers. That oh, it does have triggers. Yeah, so that, that act like the left and right uh, bumpers. Well, you did follow the rules, so I appreciate that. And it did look very cool. So, Mars, how did you cheat? Uh, I, I played on my Retro Pie as well. Now you're you're just on your TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just easier. I have I have the actual game that I played. Um, but it was, uh, I was editing a podcast or something. And it was just convenient. The retro pie was there and I just threw it on. It's, and I just played a beat em up. They didn't take too much, uh, brain power. So I could just sit back and listen to the podcast as I edit it and play the game. So it was just easiest. It was, it was convenient for me. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I played on my modded Game Boy Advance, which was actually my Game Boy Advance from when I was a child, like the original kind of um, landscape, the long one, not an SP. Hmm. It was, But I had it modded to have a, a backlit 101 screen, so it looks very sexy. And that's what I played on. Legit. It's the most legit. Fair enough. Hmm. So do you guys want to hear about the... Because we're, we're about to talk, for you listeners out there in Cartridge Club World, we're about to talk about a bajillion games. But before we do that, I, I figure we might as well talk about the Game Boy Advance, get, get a little uh, history on the Game Boy Advance. So... If you um, will be so kind as to let me <clears throat> give you some factoids about the Game Boy Advance. Released in North America on June 11th, 2001, it was the successor to the Game Boy Color. Backwards compatible with Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, it was the most powerful handheld system yet that Nintendo had produced. It wouldn't be until two years later, in 2003, when the Game Boy Advance SP was released, that the much-heralded backlit screen, as I just mentioned, would make its debut. A smaller, more compact version of the the GBA, named the Game Boy Micro, would arrive in 2005, a year after the Game Boy Advance's successor, the Nintendo DS, came out in 2004. As of 2010... (laughs) 
the Game Boy Advance series has sold over 81.5 million. That's million with an M, as in M&M's, the candy. Units worldwide. The highest selling game was, to no one's surprise, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire with over 16 million units combined. The Game Boy Advance was officially discontinued May 15, 2010. So there you go. Nice. Do, do we know if that is it the highest selling uh, Nintendo handheld console, or is that the um, the DS or 3DS? I don't believe so. Do I know for sure? No. I, but... I think I'm like 85 percent sure it is the DS, and that includes the all DS, of the yeah. different versions, like the XL and DSi and all mm. that. You mean the, the the original DS? The 3DS doesn't count, right? No, just the that whole DS line because I think Nintendo lumps all those variations yeah. of that first DS model into one, and I right. think that is by far. I think that's the the best selling Nintendo anything so far. Hmm. The DS, yeah. yeah I would, had quite a I few iterations. Yeah, which is weird. I I love the DS, but it's weird because that came out around the same time as like the Wii. And both the DS and the Wii are like super gimmicky with the motion controls and the, the stylus pen and stuff. And like both of them are probably the highest selling Nintendo consoles ever, mm-hmm. which, yeah. is, which is funny. It just goes to show when you market it for old people and old folks' homes, <laughs> you're going to sell some units. Well, I'm sure that brain age, that, that moves some units too. Exactly. Brain age. And you had like the, the Wii Sports, like, mo- like nursing homes would get. Wii's just to have Wii Sports, like the packing game. They wouldn't even get any other games. They, most of them didn't even know there was another game that you could yeah. <laughs> They just thought it was like a $300 system that played these golf and bowling games. Yeah. I mean, they're old people. What do you expect? Yeah. Exactly. Just like you, Mars. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Were you surprised that Pokemon Ruby and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to deal with that. Okay. I, I guess I should explain really quick. Um... This month's a little bit different because I'm not actually in Los Angeles where I live. I'm in London right now. And so I needed to bring in someone to uh, record the podcast for me. Enter Buried on Mars. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm excited. Was, were you guys surprised that Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire was the uh, highest selling game? No. Those no. are so like crazy. Yeah. For some reason, Especially that was that was kind of at the the peak of the, the original craze, I think. Yeah, I think so because the was there any? Oh, there was the gold and and silver on the Game Boy Color. Anyway, this is not a Pokemon discussion, and I'm already bored. Let's move on to the game. <laughs> so, I asked you guys out there to send in anything you wanted, really, about the, the games you were playing this month. Whether you wanted to give me a review or just your quick thoughts. Or just anything about the Game Boy Advance. I was here to listen, whether you wanted to do it on Twitter or uh, the forums on cartridgeclub.org. Uh, whatever you wanted. And you guys blew me away. You, you sent in so much this month. Um, it was crazy. It, it kind of started off slow and I got a little worried. I was like, oh no, nobody's going to send in anything. And I'm just going to be talking about whatever game I played. But then it was like right around mid-month, there was this huge flood of stuff. Especially on Twitter. Um, which is funny because I feel like Twitter is starting to eclipse the forums for Cartridge Club. Are you guys feeling that? I think Discord is killing the forums. 
I, really? Do people still are people still on the Discord? People are going crazy on that Discord. I just signed up myself, and it's like my phone just can't stop with all, yeah. with all the Discord stuff. And you I think it's because it's yeah, not yet. I'm I'm about to turn them off, but I think it's the um, the immediacy, right? Like uh, people type in there, and you immediately get a notification. Where that doesn't happen on the forums. Too well, much. and I think that's the same thing with Twitter. Yeah, you know, you see yeah. it right away whereas forums you got to go in and check and it takes forever and i think just the difference with twitter it's just this one big noisy feed with everybody clamoring in it whereas discord kind of just puts it all into categories you know all right well maybe i'll have to jump back on the discord because i felt it was i don't know i just felt like when discord first came around it was we were oversaturating the uh, the market with where we were talking, and and nobody really knew where to go. I just want to. Can we all collectively, as the Cartridge Club, decide where we want to focus our chat? I'd be down no. for that. Like, <laughs> can like, you? What can do you, you use? Call? Can you use gifts on Discord? I don't know. I don't think so. So mm-hmm. yeah, Twitter wins. <laughs> Twitter yeah, wins. yeah you gotta, gotta that's have. a big one yeah. for me. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think I would vote Twitter just because that's what I'm most familiar with and that's what I use. But yeah. if more people want Discord, you know, I'm not opposed to that. I, I think that's a, a larger discussion for a different podcast, but um, I'll be the first to put that out there. Let's let's figure that out. Yeah, I'm down for that. Down for figuring it out. But I think like what they would say is that if we should be on everything for everybody because some people don't have Twitter and some people don't have. I think that's the response you're going to get. Yeah, true. But nonetheless, you know, yeah. I think we should all decide. Okay. But anyway, we, I, I digress. Let's get back to the Game Boy Advance. So, I, like I said, I got a lot of uh, responses from different uh, platforms. And I tried to kind of, uh, when I was making the outline, do all the Twitter stuff and then all the forum stuff, stuff like that. So, I decided, let's just start with what I played. Um, because this is my show and I'm the main focus and I'm the star and it's not about you guys out there. So we're going to talk about my game first. And I played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2003 version, which was based on the 2002 television series. Are you guys familiar with that game? No. I am not, not at all. Well, I had heard about it. I forget somewhere. I don't know if it was... Some YouTube video mentioned it, and it's like a $5 game, and I can't remember who was talking about it, but they praised it. They said it was great, and it kind of flew under the radar, and so I picked it up a while ago, never played it, played it this month. This game is amazing. It's so good. Man, the the Ninja Turtles on handheld platforms, it it feels like their games just keep getting better as you start with the Game Boy and and move forward. this reminded me a lot of Turtles in Time. Obviously, it's a beat-em-up. The, the downside being there's no multiplayer. It's only single-player. But the level design, I thought, was really inventive. And it had this neat um, this neat concept where instead of you just pick whatever turtle you want to play and then you go through the game with that turtle or the levels with that turtle, you had to play through a segment of the game with each turtle. So there was four segments of the game essentially where you would play through three levels with leonardo three levels with donatello three three levels with uh, Raphael, and you had to do them all before you got to go to the final stage you know and eventually fight shredder and each level had like a platforming level and like a boss level and like a riding a vehicle level which was awesome and each 
Turtle had a different vehicle. Like Donatello had a hang glider section and Raphael, you had to, you had to do like a, a motorcycle race against Casey Jones. There was just so much variety in it. I was, I was blown away, um, by it. I highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. If I had to give it, uh, um, out of five on, on my CC portable rating scale, I would give it a, a very high four. It's a game you should definitely seek out and play. Hmm. Would you say it's better than Turtles in Time? Because you said that they keep getting better over time. Uh, with the the portable ones, I meant. Oh, like, okay. Like oh, I if see. you you know, because the ones on consoles are there's some really great ones, some terrible ones, but the portable ones from Game Boy going forward, it, it's they've all been great. I've loved them all. Um, and so that's what I played. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is high it, recommendation. Is it, because uh, it came out in 2003, is it based on like the, the cartoon Turtles or is it like some weird version of the Turtles? It's based on the 2002 iteration of the Turtles. Because uh, there's been, you know, several cartoon shows. This was the one that, that was like the, the second cartoon show. Okay. Is that generally considered to be good turtles or bad turtles? I know nothing about I, turtles. I believe it's it's generally liked. Um, okay. I, I, yeah. Uh, I think, who was it? I think James Rawl for Angry Video Game Nerd did a review on that series, and he praised it. And I, I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't really seen any of it, but... Um, but from what I hear, it's supposed to be pretty good. Well, if James Rolfe praised it, then at least two-thirds of the retro gaming community uh, thinks it's a good game. That's what I played. <laughs> so exactly. I, I just... So good. I, uh, as you were talking about the game, Curtis, I just uh, loaded it up on my RetroPie and um, was playing the Leonardo level, and it looks fun. So it's, uh, it gets my thumbs up. Yeah, it's great. So like I said, I reached out to you guys out there because now we're going to talk about all the games you guys played. And some people were awesome enough to send in a audio review. So last year, we only had one audio review. It came from A Latino Lawyer, which was great. I believe he, taught, he uh, played Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D or something. Uh, but I thought it was amazing. He sent in this audio review. And so we were lucky enough to get a few more this year. And why don't we play one of those right now? Oh, is this, is this a smooth transition into the audio clips? I didn't know if you were going to have it queued up or not. But. <laughs> I got it queued up. I'm ready to go. All right, here we All go. right you want to play it first? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. This won't be awkward. Hey now, everybody. Buried on Mars here. And I would just like to take a few minutes to talk about the game that I chose for March Madness 2019. And that is TMNT on the Game Boy Advance. Now, TMNT stands for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You might have heard of them. Now, I couldn't tell you. I'm not a huge Turtles fan, and I, I don't know what the good Turtles era is from the bad Turtles era is. I am a fan of beat-em-ups, and let me tell you, this game is a gem. Now, I'm about to mention two of my favorite beat-em-ups of all time. Uh, the first is Streets of Rage, one of my favorite beat-em-ups of all time especially Streets of Rage 2, and all of the mechanics from Streets of Rage is in this game. It's important for me for a beat-em-up to have 
deep mechanics. I'm talking like jumping and kicking and spin moves and kicking back and picking up guys and picking up weapons and being able to throw them and all that stuff. I get really bored if a beat-em-up just has, you know, one or two attacks. This has a whole bunch that you will need to use, uh, especially on the, the uh, more difficult levels, uh, because you need to use a little bit of different strategy against the different enemies. So that's very important for me so I don't get bored. The other game uh, I'll mention is River City Ransom, another one of my favorite beat-em-ups of all time. And what this game uh, adapts from that, uh, from River City Ransom, is the items in that that you can buy in between acts. So when you finish an act, you're put in a little hub area in the sewers, and then you can go up to the main street level, and you can buy items at, uh, at shops that will help you in the next level. So you can buy extra lives, you can buy... Uh, uh, medical items, uh, you can buy equipment, uh, maybe some better armor, uh, better weapons, all that will help you in the next level. Some things you can only carry one of each or one item, uh, so there's a little bit of strategy of what to bring into the, the next act, uh, to think of what would help you in the next act. Uh, if you're playing the uh, the game uh, on harder difficulty, you probably will need to replay a few acts uh, in order to build up cash because as you beat up enemies, you get cash. You can also hit uh, parking meters and that. that. They'll drop coins as well. And you can take that cash in to buy these items. So you might need to replay uh, those levels uh, a few times. But uh, on, on easy, it's not really necessary. And if you just want to see all the content, you can get through this game in an hour easily. You can play as all the turtles. Sometimes there'll be a turtle missing because of the story, or sometimes it'll force you to play as a certain turtle. But for the most part, you can play as all of the turtles. Uh, the only thing, the only knock I'll give against this game is that none of the classic enemies were there. There's no Rocksteady, there's no Bebop, there's no Krang, no Baxter Stockman. Any of the enemies that I would recognize from the original cartoon are not here. I guess it's because it follows that movie from 2007 that came out around the same time. So you're fighting these thugs and that, and then eventually you fight all these robots. It's fine. You know, it's just a little disappointing not to see them there. But, I mean, really, when you're having this much fun playing a beat-em-up, it doesn't really matter that much. So before I leave, I'd like to give out a little shout-out to Jogo's Retro for featuring this game on his channel and putting it on my radar. So when I went to the next Berry Game Exchange, I was able to find it for a couple of bucks. And finally, a shout-out to Curtis for putting on CC Portable every month. I'm enjoying the show immensely, and I look forward to listening to it uh, every month. So keep up the good work, Curtis. So with that, I will say CC untie. That was great. That's a man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not awkward at all. But uh, yeah, I, I, so well, I, I pretty much did the, the work for myself uh, a month ago. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't have to say uh, anything else. That's it. That's the game right there. It was great. I, I do want to point out, even though you did mention it, just so there's no confusion, you played a different game than what I played. You played the the TMNT game based on the 2007 movie. Right. Yes. And I didn't know you were playing a Turtles game. I just that was the game that had been sitting in my Game Boy Advance actually for a while. So I was like, yeah. oh, I'll play this, and then then I ended up playing it on the RetroPie. I'm glad to hear that's good. I've never played it, but I know that's another one you can find for five bucks. Yeah, I, uh, I picked it up I'll... dirt cheap at the Berry Game Exchange. You know, it was sitting on someone's table. I said, eh, I'll give you five bucks for this. Yep. So, and it's good. It's definitely worth, uh, easily worth $5. Probably worth more. 
but uh, Bandy, you ever played uh, TMNT? I haven't. No, the only Did you TMNT just loaded game... up on your Retro Pie right now, and you played. No, I, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I have the only ones I'm really familiar with are the uh, the Game Boy original Game Boy games. Gotcha. Uh, well, thank you, Barry Mars. and yeah, go check out Jogo's Retro's review of TMNT if you want to get some visuals on what we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. It's good. Oh, video. and I should mention the reason that Mars did that is he wasn't originally supposed to be the person recording the podcast. We had some scheduling snafus. And so Mars was a last minute lifesaver that came in to do this. So thank you, uh, Kevin, for that. I'll give myself applause. No problem. All right. Why don't we move on to Twitter and see what you guys were talking about for March madness on, uh, the Twitter sphere. We're going to start with Bill from STC Pod. He actually had a comment about uh, TMNT 2007, which is the one Kevin played as well. He said, F those motorcycle dudes. Yeah, he's not a real gamer. They're no problem. <laughs> Just jump and kick. That's it. That's how you take care of those guys. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it looks like he also played Mario Golf Advance Tour. He didn't elaborate. Um, but do you, have you guys heard anything about Mario Golf Advance Tour? No, I played the 3DS one quite a bit, uh, but I've never played the Game Boy Advance one. I'm I'm familiar with a lot of the Mario Golf games, but not that one. But if it's anything like any of the other ones, uh, I'm sure it's pretty fun. I I like I just enjoy any golf game in general, really. I'm wondering. So the first Mario Golf game was N64. No, there was a Mario. Technically, it was called NES Open. It was on the Nintendo where you, it's not called Mario Golf, but you play as Mario Golfing. So right, right, okay. I think yeah, the, I wonder, the, the, the Mario, like that, would be the first Mario Golf that we know, though, would be the N sixty four one, like that that followed that kind of form, uh, form, right. like that format, right? Format, whatever. Yeah, I don't have much to add about Mario Golf. However, it does make me think of Mario Tennis. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, Mario Ten. Whatever the Game Boy Advance Mario Tennis game is, have any? Have either of you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Heard of it, but I haven't, haven't played it. I, I played it's, more the other ones. And it's supposed to be pretty fun. I guess it's got these RPG elements where you can kind of like level up your player mm. and you go around and and you play. It, it, it's supposed to have a lot more depth and complexity than you would think. Um, a Mario tennis game would. And I actually thought about doing it for CC Portable. I didn't know if there would be any interest. You know, sports games can be tough, but um, I don't know. It's a Mario sports game, and people might be interested. Well, get uh, Matt to fire it up on his uh, retro pie, see if it passes the Matt Bandy test. Yeah, Matt, what are you doing over there? If it gets Matt, how do you, hey, how do you know I haven't already done that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Have you? It's Maybe suddenly going to get very quiet, and then Matt's yeah. going to tell us about it in like a few minutes. <laughs> what was it called again? <laughs> uh, Mario Tennis Toadstool Tour, I believe. I All think right. that's what I it is. I think Toadstool Tour is the game, uh, GameCube one. Uh, whatever the game. I don't know. Look it up, Matt. I'm getting there. I'm busy over here hosting. Jeez, cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Bill had to say on Twitter. 
moving on to James, a.k.a. RetroPixel. He played a couple games. One was Spyro, uh, A New Beginning. I should mention he played both of these games on the Game Boy Micro. I believe he was the only person that took advantage of that. Um, Spyro, A New Beginning. Never played it. Have either of you guys played? Sp- he, he didn't elaborate on his uh, choices either. I've never played a Spyro game. No, neither have I. I, the only Spyro game I ever played was a, a the first one uh, on a demo disc for PlayStation, but I never actually played the real game. I will say though, you know, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot for some reason get compared to each other a lot. I I, I don't know why exactly. I think they just came they out around like they were three plat- D platformers that came out around the same time on the PlayStation. That's really the only right reason I. Can but I'm think. not crazy, right? Like they, they're always talked about in the same conversations. It seems. Were they the same uh, developers? No, because Crash was Naughty Dog. Who did? And who does Spyro? Uh, 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 is it um, the other one? Suck, was it Sucker Punch? I don't know. Let me see if I can. Are you looking? Is anybody looking? Uh, oh it yeah, up? you got to Google this stuff now. Let's see. Spyro trilogy, Activision. That doesn't sound right. Oh, this isn't the Wikipedia page. Here we go. Spyro. Wikipedia platformers developers are somewhere on this page. They are Insomniac. That's that's the other ones. So they're like they're, oh, no, they're kind of yeah. So they're like I think both of them came out around the same time, and then they're the ones that Sony kind of you know got their hooks on and and kept on the Sony platforms. So that's, right. That's probably right. why they got you know get compared a lot. Um, my my point was uh, we got a little off track there, but my point was Crash Bandicoot games on the Game Boy Advance are some of the most underrated games on the Game Boy Advance. Really? Ever? Yes, hmm. they are so good. There is, I think, three of them. I think I've only played two of them: the Huge Adventure and Entranced, and then I think there's one that was a dual pack with Spyro. Like it was, it was um, Crash Purple, which where it crashes in like a spiral world, I believe. I haven't played that one yet, but the other two Crash games, they're phenomenal. They play kind of like. Have you played Crash Bandicoot before, either of you? Yeah, I played like the original trilogy on the yeah. PlayStation. I've never played any of the Game Boy. I have actually avoided the Game Boy Advance ones because I thought oh. that they were they're not Insomniac games. I see oh, they're, they're they're cheap all the time, and yes. I just kind of ignored them. So totally worth it. Seek them out, pick them up. Um, they play. They're basically just the side-scrolling levels from Crash. So in the, the original Crash games, when you would do the side-scrolling portions, mm. the whole game is that. So it's really it's kind of like Mario, but Crash Bandicoot because you're just doing the side-scrolling part. There are some like um, uh, Mode Seven levels like where you're getting where you're on like a, a jet ski right and and a, and a shark's trying to like catch you and eat you you know like the running levels and crash but yeah really nobody ever talks about them and i think they are just amazing matt, on my uh matt, retro well, pie there yeah. are there uh, there are eight crash bandicoot games for the game boy advance whoa yeah but, uh, but including I, a there's a couple kart racers yeah there's the kart racers and like like a crash bash like a mario party one i think but i think of like the platformer ones there's three there's crash purple crash huge adventure and crash entranced 
Those are the ones. So anyway, okay. check those out. Yeah, Matt, load there them up. Let us know what uh, you think. Okay. Uh, Retro Pixel also played Special Forces Bioterror, which I thought was like a first-person shooter or something. It kind of looks like Metal Slug. He posted some pictures of it. Hmm. It looked all right, and, it's, and he said he was having a, a good time with it. So, I don't know. Special Forces, anybody out there that's played it? No. Never heard of it. No, me neither. But it looked uh, looked pretty cool. And then Chris R. said, uh, let me find my GBA players. And then he put the wink emoji. He didn't ever follow up on that, so I don't know if he played any Game Boy Advance games. But uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the, we can talk about the Game Boy Advance player for a second. Did either of you guys have that? I, I used to have one, um, but I honestly, I didn't like it. Um, it's... Uh, Visually, it was kind of distracting to me because I always felt the image was blurry on the screen. Hmm. And um, yeah, I just I didn't I didn't like. I know a lot of people like playing on it and swear by it, but um, I I don't. That's not my preferred method of playing that. Sure, Kevin, did you uh, have a Game Boy Advance, or oh, do you have a Game Boy Advance player? Oh yeah, I'm the complete opposite of Matt on this. I I, I didn't have a GBA or. Uh, GBA SP back in the day um, to play the uh, Metroid Fusion and Zero Mission. I bought a Game Boy Player just to play them because I, I nice yeah, and that, that's how I played uh, both of them. And that's really how I played most of my Game Boy Game Boy Game Boy Advance games. All all those on the Game Boy Player um, until the Retro Pie kind of has taken over. Yeah, but, I love it. They're hard to come by today. That the the player itself is very hard. Or, I mean, are very easy to find, yeah, but the, the disc. disc. Yeah, you need yeah, a the disc. disc. Everybody loses that disc. disc. Nobody has a disc. I had to buy, like, I had the Game Boy Player, and then I found, uh, like, an entire GameCube with the player hooked onto it, but no disc. And then I had to, like, I had to rebuy another Game Boy Player just to get the disc. So I ha actually have two Game Boy Players, but only one disc. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I did uh, the the one thing I'll, the, the last thing I'll say about the Game Boy Player is the the box that the disc comes in. Do you know what, what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the plastic yeah. Uh, case. That that box is basically the size of the Japanese box that um, GameCube games would come in. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, and I wish that GameCube games came in in boxes like that. I thought those boxes were so cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I wonder why they came like out the, bigger ones. Almost like the size of a PSP case, sort of, but, but a that? little bit, but a little bit shorter. shorter? I think they okay. were just trying to match the same size as like DVD cases because yeah. the thing at the time. Yeah, through that they didn't care. Like shipping must have been super cheap back in the day. Like you think of all those big box PC games and that. Most oh, of them were I know. Waste. Most of them were just like a. There was just a CD in there. <laughs> that was mm -hmm. it. Like a couple floppy disks. And yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was it. Some of them, you know, they had like super manuals and maps and stuff, all sorts of crazy, crazy things. You but, get the with the bigger box, you get the cool looking artwork. Though. That's that's true too. Yeah, the bigger box. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, Catherine from Flock of Nerds says, "Boo! I can't find our GBA charger. Luckily, we have a few DS lights kicking around, so I can get started on my absolute favorite GBA game, mm. Mario versus Donkey Kong." Now, I have played this game. It is a sequel to the very first CC Portable game we ever played, which is Donkey Kong 94 on the Game Boy. 
And this is a very worthy and excellent follow-up to that. Have either of you played it? Yep, this was another game that I had back in the day and played it on the Game Boy Player. I, I, I love the series. Absolutely. Bandy, you played this one? Yeah, I have. After our um, the, the uh, first game of the Donkey Kong that we played, mm-hmm. I uh, sought out the other ones, and yeah, these are great. And uh, another one, the... Uh, uh, Miniland uh, is a fun one too for the mm-hmm. for the DS. Yeah, those are all good. I wasn't a huge fan of when they introduced the the mini stuff that came in towards the end of Mario versus Donkey Kong on GBA, and I, I I enjoyed that, but I don't like when the whole game kind of becomes a Lemmings type game. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like I, I would rather have it be the the traditional puzzles that you saw in Donkey Kong ninety four and this and, Don- and Mario versus Donkey Kong. Yeah, it is weird. It's weird how the minis took over that series mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of kind of a bummer and i don't know because we haven't seen one in a while right there was march of the minis i believe on the ds and then we, we never even saw one on the 3ds so hopefully they bring that series back yeah for sure and then miles from flock of nerds says working on my march madness gba game ultimate muscle i just wish there were more butt jokes i feel like he was saying that sarcastically i couldn't quite tell he had a picture of a butt Major from the Kira. game <laughs> sorry i meant to say <laughs> female buttocks. that's what i meant to say. <laughs> female no no buttocks. i like major kira major kira is good female buttocks <laughs> there you go uh but I, I have a feeling there's a lot of butt jokes in this game what is that I ultimate think muscle what is, is i think that's kind of the humor it is wrestling yeah okay it, you know those little the the Flesh-colored muscle figures. Oh, muscle men. Okay, yeah. 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 Or is that it's, sexist uh, now? Are they muscle people? Major Kira. <laughs> Major Kira. Okay. Female buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, th- I think that the anime was known for being kind of, uh, you know, that type of humor. Wasn't there a, there's a game, a muscle game on the Nintendo, on the NES, mm-hmm. right? On the NES, yeah. Is Have you played that? Yeah, I, I'll I'll defend that game till the day I die. It's garbage, but it's uh, I'm uh, nostalgic for it. And if you, if you know, if you yeah, I know. No. I'm going to defend you know, this garbage. <laughs> I'm going to defend this till the day I die. Look, if it's you garbage. if you know how to play it and you're playing with a buddy, it's fun. But it, it yeah, I don't know. Play the damn game. It's fun. Gotcha. Steven Eider says just he, he had a few games out. I just want to point out, um, but he, he posted specifically about a couple of them. Uh, he said, just tried the Superman game. I feel bamboozled. And he was talking about Superman Returns Fortress of Solitude. Now, I don't know a whole lot about this game, but I think someone said it's like a Sudoku game. Oof. I'm going to look it up really quick. Sudoku. Uh, you know, the, the best Superman game out there that, that's, that hasn't been made yet is a Metroidvania Superman game where he doesn't, he starts off, he doesn't have his powers and you gotta, you gotta build them as you go. And then at the end you have all your powers and you take out the bad guy. Is this your idea? Are you pitching us your Superman game right now? I am. I mean, I want someone to make it. I know I'll never make it. I'll never make it, but, uh, because nobody seems to be able to make a good Superman game. There's never been a, yeah, I, that's, that's I've, the formula I've, right there. I've never played a Superman game that I like. No, yeah, there, there's, I agree. there's not, there's not a good one. And yeah, it does say it features various puzzle challenges, one of which was Sudoku with superpowers punctuated with short flying action sequences. 
Weird. What a weird sounding game. I bet you oh, Super Game Boy is a mixture of sorts between Sudoku levels and battles that the player must do in order to advance through the game. Hmm. I bet you Superman's really good at Sudoku. <laughs> That's such a weird combination. I would not connect Sudoku to Superman, but hey, whatever. Check it out. Superman Returns Fortress of Solitude. The one he did enjoy, surprisingly, was Curious George. He said, that's better. Adorable platformer confirmed. I think it's <laughs> that's surprising for any person except for Steven Eider. I, I'd expect that from him. I agree. Yeah. I mean, let us not forget, Steven Eider was the one who played the CC Portable Underground game in October, which was Monster House, based <laughs> on the 2006 film, I believe. Yes. And, Have you ever uh, seen that movie? Yeah. yeah, it's a great film. It's good yeah, movie. it's good. Real good. Yeah, it, it kind of has a dark twist at the end, uh, but it's good. And he and Steven liked uh, liked the game. I don't it's know a, if he finished it, but... It's a Zelda clone, I think. Right, yes. Huh. Yeah. So thank you, Steven Eider. Next up, we got P2. He said, popped in the Mario World port this week to see if it played as good as I remember. And it did. I remember when it first released and being blown away that I could walk around with a portable SNES. The madness! And then Zero Mission happened. My mind was blown. Heart the GBA. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that. It, the GBA really is a portable Super Nintendo. And I grew up with a Super Nintendo. I don't know. I'll get, throw it to you guys in a second. But I grew up with a Super Nintendo. That's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, I'm collecting a complete Super Nintendo set, and I was jazzed when I kind of realized that that's what the GBA was when it was coming out. Did you guys, how did you feel about the, that? Did oh, yeah. you make that connection? You well, know? yeah, at the time, it was, that. that's what it was. It was like, wow, like, we can have a Super Nintendo on the go now. This is crazy. I, I totally yeah, I mean, you take it for granted today with everything we have, but at the time, that was like, it was mind-blowing in 2001. Well, you can believe that. And the other thing, too, is that it was the only place, because this was before indie games started and the whole retro game thing started. Yep. This was the only place you were going to get you know, 2D sprites and 2D platformers. Because anything on console was 3D for, for the right. most part. You know? Right. And I remember thinking, too, that it, it felt like we were starting to get uh, sequels for Super Nintendo games that we never got. Yeah. You know, like Metroid Fusion. Yeah. It was like, holy crap, we got a Super Metroid sequel. Yeah. Like, I what? What? Um, I, I was really big into Dragon Ball Z at the time, and, like, the, the Legacy of Goku games were coming out, which are essentially, like, Zelda versions of Dragon Ball Z, which, like, Zelda is one of my favorite franchises of all time, and that just blew my mind when I was like, oh my god, it's like Zelda and DBZ had a love child and gave me a game, and not just one game, they gave me a trilogy of games, this is crazy. Now, the one thing I have to I have to bring up, and because, you know, this is a knock, knock against Nintendo, and I can't, you know, miss an opportunity to knock Nintendo, is the naming convention of those Mario games on the Game Boy Advance, where it was just oh. ridiculous. Like, Super Mario World, wasn't it like Super Mario Advance 4? Four or something I, I, okay. weird like that. So I think I got this right. So okay. it goes 
Super Mario Advance, which is actually Super Mario Brothers 2 from NES. That makes and sense. And there's Super Mario Advance 2, which is actually Super Mario Brothers 4, Super Mario World oh, on the Super so Nintendo. Amazing. And then you had uh, Super Mario Advance 3, which was actually Super Mario Brothers 4, uh, Su- uh, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World. And then you had Super Mario Advance 4. Four, which was Super Mario Brothers three for the NES. Yeah, that makes sense. It was the video game equivalent of like the Rambo series or like the <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. the Rock series that just that make no sense. Yeah, was that just an an American translation of the game? Where like were they called that in Japan too, or did they just change that for the American or uh, North American releases? Um, no, no, I mean, you look at the box. I, I did embellish a little bit saying Super Mario Brothers 4 for Super Mario World because that's what it is referred to in Japan, but in America they don't call it that. But if you look at the titles, I mean, it is super long. It's like Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. And anytime you have two numbers in one title, it makes no sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and the fact that they didn't do the games in order. Like you got super, the, you got an NES game, the two Super Nintendo games, and then back to NES. Like what? Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. It was crazy talk. Yeah. So, uh, glad you liked that P two. Jonathan, aka Video Gaming for You, says I remember buying a GBA console just to play Super Mario Advance Four. Speak of the devil. Yeah. After that, I was hooked on the GBA for the longest time. So that was actually Super Mario Brothers Three that he was playing. If you're keeping score at home. Right. Yogi Biceps. Is this... Who, does it, who, I don't know. Who's Yogi Biceps? No clue. No I clue. Never, don't know. I've been seeing that name pop up a lot. Thank you, Yogi Biceps, for chiming in. Yogi Biceps says, Don't know if this was ever popular, but Super Dodgeball Advanced was my go-to. That and Wario Land 4. Um, I believe Super Dodgeball is pretty popular. Right. Mm, I don't know the the game like the one Maybe on the NES the, is, but I don't know about right. the Maybe game not the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wario Land certainly is. Yes, love the what, love the Wario Land series. I, I wouldn't mind taking a dive into that mm. on C Portable sometime. But which one to play? And then our last Twitter uh, shout out goes to Ryan, aka Rocket Sauce, and he played. Crazy Racers. He didn't really follow up on what he thought of Crazy Racers, but this game has been getting uh, has been getting more attention lately. I would say. Do either of you guys watch SNES Drunk on YouTube? No, no. Well, I don't know if this is the CC Portable effect, but he he's been talking about some Game Boy Advance games mm. lately, and this was one of them he talked about. So, if you don't know what Crazy Racers is, it's Super Mario Kart, but with Konami characters. Oh. So, like, I believe, like, the Contra guys and... Oh, really? Simon Belmont yeah. is in there? And, 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 yeah, like, Simon Belmont or someone from the Castlevania series is in it. And it plays pretty much like Super Mario World or Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. Hmm. Um, it's supposed to be pretty good. I'm going to give a shout-out to Snestrunk. Go check out his review. His reviews are fantastic. Check out his whole channel. You'll That's a rabbit hole you can happily fall down and, and you know, waste three days of your life and that's called crazy racers 
Crazy Racers with a K. Oh, okay. I was just going to race Crazy Racers. Crazy, crazy with K a K. K is in Konami. Is there a Z in there, too? Yes, there is a Z. Do, how do you spell crazy? As soon as I said that, I know, like, there's already a Z in crazy. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, well, Matt Bandy loads that on his retro pie. Why don't we listen to another audio review that got sent in? Mars? Wait, I accidentally closed that window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shame. Yeah. Shame. All right, I'm trying to open this. I can't go back to the soundboard. Ah, jeez. Shame. There we go. Okay, hold on. Just a minute. I'm like a, you know, an uncle with a, with a camera. Just a minute. Which one did Dean do? He did this one. Okay. Hey Curtis, Dean Lozani here from Round 2 Gaming and for this year's CC Portable March Madness I've decided to play a little game called Advance Wars 2. Now I picked this game up a few years back but I couldn't bring myself to play it without first playing Advance Wars 1. Problem was, I didn't own it. So last year at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo 2018 with the help of the Cartridge Club I was able to find myself a copy and throughout the holidays I played it through to completion. Now, I've never been a huge fan of the turn-based tactics genre, but the game was awesome. The learning curve is pretty steady the whole way through, and the mechanics just keep on coming, so by the end, you feel like you've truly mastered the game. Now, I haven't beaten Advance Wars 2 just yet, but I'm a ways in, and i got to be honest, it's more of the same. Nowadays, we call that DLC, but it's a good thing. You've got familiar graphics, familiar units, familiar faces. All that together means more of a good time, and they've made some subtle tweaks that make the game even better. So for your listeners out there, if you haven't yet, the GBA has some of the best portable games around, and the Advance Wars series is the perfect example. Really good audio reviews, guys, uh, including yours, Mars. You guys put together a really succinct little review of the games you played. Have either of you guys played the Advance Wars games? I've, I've played the, uh, the first one, which is great, and I'm hoping we'll one day play that for... CC Portable, but I have not played the second one. But the first one, is it was great. Great fun. Yeah, I haven't played any of them. I'd like to one day. So, And for, well, for anyone that it's kind of... Uh, I know I, for a long time I was always kind of standoffish about the tactical RPG or the tactics-based stuff. This is a... Um, yeah, it's it's a great learning point, I think, for the for that type of game. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've only played uh, a fair amount of the uh, original Fire Emblem that came out for the Game Boy Advance, and yeah, let me ask you guys: Would do you think there would be enough interest in CC Portable to play one of these tactics games? Because I love the tactics genre from the little bit that I've experienced. Um, I, I know it's more of a, a little bit more of a commitment than we're used to on CC Portable, but do you guys would you guys be interested in? Do you think other people would? Let I me know. Just, I just know a ton of people in the club are addicted to 2D sprites and RPGs, and that, the Advanced Wars series seems to fall into that category. So, yeah, I, I'd imagine there'd be a lot of interest. For sure. Well, I will keep that in mind. So uh, we'll see if that sneaks into season three of CC Portable. But now let's talk about what you guys said on the forums in cartridgeclub.org. We definitely got way more on Twitter, so there's not as much here from cartridgeclub.org, but that's okay. Thank you guys for chiming in on the forums. And we'll start with Trav from Polykill. He said, speaking of Advance Wars, he said, exciting, maybe I'll finally beat Advance Wars. 
I don't know if he did or not. I guess you'll have to listen to Polykill. Did he? I don't. Did he mention it on his Just Beat It? If he beat Advance Wars, I'm not sure. I haven't heard it, but hopefully you played it, Trav from Polykill. Uh, Self Destructo said he played on a Game Boy Advance flash card, and he actually played quite a few games. So we'll go through them really quick. He played Kirby, Nightmare, and Dreamland and said, it's just like every other Kirby game I've played. It's short, it's easy, it's fun. I believe, is Nightmare in Dreamland, is that a sequel or is it a remake? You guys know? Don't know. No, I'm confused by the whole Kirby series after the first game. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Kirby, Nightmare. Like the Kirby games, they always have like these big long titles, subtitles after them. There's not like Kirby 1, Kirby 2, Kirby 3. Right. Uh, It is... Oh, oh. I believe it is a remake. It is a remake of the NES, Kirby's Adventure. Oh, okay. There you go. For the... Well, then that's a great game because Kirby's Adventure is fantastic. Mm -hmm. He also played Double Dragon Advance, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Self-Destructo said, short but super fun. And then he played Mario Kart Super Circuit and said, it's just like the original SNES one, but with new levels. Fantastic. Uh, I, you know, I, I got to say, it might be an unpopular opinion. I'm not a big fan of the original Super Mario Kart. I don't know if I would enjoy Super Circuit. Yeah, uh, I... I liked it a lot growing up. It does not stand the test of time compared to the newer Mario Karts, I think. For some reason, Super Circuit was, uh, I don't know, this might be the impression that I've got, that it's kind of the black sheep of the series. It's kind of considered to be the weakest one. Um, I don't know. I have it, and I, I've always enjoyed it and played it. So I, I don't know why, but... I, I think it's just because... I don't think it's because it's a bad game, necessarily. I just think it came right before the uh, 3D ones. Uh, you know, this yeah. is this is another Mode 7 one. It's not the first one, like Super Mario Kart. Mm. It's this one that's in between. And then after that, they were all the, you know, 3D ones that we're more familiar with today. And so I think that is why it's the black sheep of the, of yeah. the bunch. I mean, I guess if you compared it to Double Dash, which would have been out at the same time, yeah, that is like a fantastic, like, racing game in mm-hmm. general not just a mario kart game so maybe that's why but i don't know it's it's okay it's like you know it's just a i don't know it's not bad or, or anything yeah no i mean the mario kart games are always really fun but i definitely prefer the newer ones mm. as opposed to the older ones yeah um I, f- I find the older ones are just really hard and that's all we had on cartridgeclub.org. So thank you guys for jumping on the forums and let me know, uh, let me letting me know what you were playing. And before we get to the main course, why don't we listen to one more audio review? All right, hold on, it's just loading up here. There we go. There we go. Oh, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> you bastard! Wait, what is this? What did I do? Did I? Good song. 
Oh, sorry, sorry, that's the wrong clip. I'm sorry. That was Curtis uh, singing karaoke. Right, uh, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Uh, here's here's the real. Hey, clip I, I I killed it on that song. That was great. Yeah, I picked the wrong one. I should have picked one of the, the weaker tunes. Anyways, here here we go. Here's <laughs> why they're opening it through this stupid groove music. You're supposed to go through VLC, you stupid computer. Hold on, it's taking its time now. Got to think. Got to check with the server. It's got to check with the Microsoft server to make. I don't know if you're going to edit this. Oh. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say I don't know if you're going to edit all these mistakes out, but you, you might have a lot of work ahead of you. Uh, <laughs> if it's funny, I leave it in, and yes. I, I think my mis- people like it when I uh, make mistakes. So sure. Yeah. All right. Hello, world. Duke from Retro Nonsense here. As some of you may know, I'm a huge fan of the Metroid franchise, so I decided to pick Metroid Zero Mission for the Game Boy Advance for my March Madness game. I'm playing the original cartridge that I purchased when the game was first released, and I'm playing it on my original Silver DS. Zero Mission is basically an upgraded version of the original Metroid for the NES, and until I recently popped this little gem in for this playthrough, I'd forgotten how much of an upgrade it is. With improved graphics, music and sound design, added play controls, a weapons detail screen, and the very welcome addition of a map, this game is a vast improvement over the beloved original. For Metroid fans or anyone else interested in a classic side-scrolling platformer with tight controls, an awesome sci-fi atmosphere, and a killer soundtrack, I can't recommend this game enough. Thank you, Duke, for that awesome... uh audio review we if i can give a shout out to another cc portable episode a fantastic one i might add we talked about metroid fusion actually that was with you wasn't it kevin that's right of course it was a fantastic episode i was on it and i believe i said i thought zero mission was better than metroid fusion yeah we were on the same page with that and i yeah i still maintain that thought i love zero mission it's so fun and mm. yeah the the addition of the map makes everything yeah in that game to me it's to me it's it's uh, if, it, if it were not for super metroid it would be the best metroid game out there yeah i i would say that's uh that's pretty fair that's pretty fair so thank you for that but now why don't we talk about what we all came here to hear and discuss right. And that is Matt Bandy's Elite Eight March Madness bracket. Matt Bandy, you went above and beyond this year with March Madness. Obviously, March Madness is a take on the NCAA tournament. Um, It really has nothing to do with what we were doing here, but you decided to merge the two and make this awesome Game Boy Advance March Madness bracket. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Matt Bandy. Why don't you uh, tell us about your bracket, your inspirations, uh, why you decided to do it and what the results were. Well, yeah, originally, you know, my uh, inspiration was the March Madness NCAA men's basketball tournament. And um, I figured uh, I originally wanted to do, well, I thought about doing the Sweet 16, uh, which is the round that takes place before the Elite Eight, but uh, playing 16 games in one month. Uh, was uh, a little daunting, and I, I, there's no way I could have got through that. So I decided to do the next round, which is the Elite Eight. And uh, I picked eight different games that I'd never played before. And um, so I tried to pair them up, uh, kind of uh, make 
similar games go up against each other. I, I ranked um, each bracket from one to four on where I thought I would, uh, who would, you know, be the, which one I thought would be the, the highest ranked down to the lowest ranked and uh, pit them against each other until there was only one remaining. So the, uh, the first two games I started out with were Counterpunch and Punch King. And uh, I actually got those games mixed up. I thought Punch King was Counterpunch and uh, was uh, actually really kind of disappointed uh, when I uh, realized that the Punch King, the game that I owned, which I thought was Counterpunch, was not it. And Punch King ended up being a garbage uh, garbage game. Uh, it plays a lot like uh, Super Punch Out, but the, uh, the the controls are awful. But uh, Counter Punch, on the other hand, uh, is uh, is a very good spiritual successor to Super Punch Out with uh, some more uh, RPG type elements uh, and a lot more humor and, and comedy in it. And uh, that one. Um, went on to the uh, the final four and Fantastic. my yeah if i if i may interject for a second so we can talk sure. about uh these two games counterpunch is a game that i have been searching for forever um it looks really fun and once again i'm going to give a shout out to snes drunk go check out his channel on youtube he just did a review of this as well cc portable effect mm-hmm. and he praised it um, but it looks great it's really colorful uh, very cartoony Style, even more so, I think, than than Punch Out or Super Punch Out, but it just looks yeah. like a blast. It's all it all looks like very very hand drawn. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. I was happy to see that win. Uh, Kevin, did you have any thoughts before we move on to the next one? No, uh, I was just wondering if you guys have uh, played uh, Hawaiian Punch. I used to drink it. Can you? I don't. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna. I, I was gonna request the shame. Oh. Shame. <laughs> There you go. There you go. It's very fruity. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Okay, so let's see. The next two games that I played. Well, I actually I'll just I'm looking at my bracket right now, so I'll stay on that side of the bracket. The 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 left side of the bracket, I had Counterpunch as number one, Punch King number four, number two was Double Dragon, and number three was River City Ransom EX. So the next two games on that bracket were Double Dragon Advance and River City Ransom EX. And uh, Double Dragon Advance uh, is basically a arcade port of Double Dragon. Mm. And I there might be a little bit uh like a length, a lengthier type game, uh, maybe some added levels. It plays a lot like the arcade. It's essentially the same kind of story. Like it starts off with that same scene with Marion getting punched in the stomach and taken away, and you go after her. And I didn't make it to the final boss, but I think it's the machine gun guy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's hard, um, but uh, if you like Double Dragon. Um, you're going to like the game. Um, but it went up against, uh, like I said before, River City Ransom EX, which is uh, essentially a beefed-up version of the NES game. Um, same type of storyline, same 
um, graphic style, same, you know, as, as Kevin alluded to earlier, um, the different uh, leveling up, buying things uh, to uh, improve your character. And uh, River City Ransom beat Double Dragon. I didn't even know there was a River City Ransom game on the CD. Yeah. yeah, neither did I. I. I was surprised to see that on, on the bracket. Can I make uh, a statement? <laughs> a reveal? What am I trying to say? Just reveal uh, yourself, Curtis. I have never played a Double Dragon or a River City Ransom game. What? Shame. Never played any Double Dragon game? No, I mean, I've I've dabbled. I've definitely played a little bit here and there. Like maybe in the arcade, I've played a little bit of Double Dragon. Um, I don't think I've ever touched a River City Ransom game. Whew, man. I know. So, well, If you like beat-em-ups, that's where you guys I do like beat-em-ups. Well, there you go. It's just for some reason, I've... These two franchises have eluded me. I mean, you must have the the Double Dragons on the Super Nintendo, right? I do. I have Super Double Dragon. Uh, I've never played that. I have Double Dra- uh, the Battletoads Double Dragon, which I have played a little bit of that. Um, and then there's Double Dragon Five, which is a fighting game. Uh, right. The Battletoads Double Dragon. I don't. What I don't like about Double Dragon is it has like the friendly fire, where you can like beat up your partner when you're playing two players. Fair enough. Yeah. There, in that's only usually in one mode. There's like a mode A and mode, mode B. You well, I definitely way. chose the mode that you can friendly <laughs> fire, and it drove me nuts because then my friend just started being a dick to me and, and punching me. Well, I'm going to say that's your fault, Curtis. That's probably my... I, I did deserve it, I'm sure. But we were like on a, like the first level of that game. You're like on a spaceship, and you can, you can fall off the sides of it, and he kept punching me off the sides, and I was just like, F this game. So. Hey, Mr. Note, there's some good times there. All right. What do we got next, Mr. Bandy? Okay, so if we go on to the other side of the bracket, um, I had number my first number one seed was Drill Dozer. Number two seed was Sigma Star. And number three seed was Mr. Driller. And the number four seed was Gradius Galaxy. So in this bracket, I had uh, Sigma Star going up against Gradius Galaxies to what I thought were just... Um, Straight ahead shooters, which um, Sigma Star is definitely not that. Uh, Sigma Star is a uh, way forward game. I don't know if they um, uh, developed it or just um, put it out, but um, Sigma Star, you uh, it's kind of like a uh, top down uh, RPG to where there's this kind of big uh, story. Uh, where that's uh, this alien race that's fighting against the human race, and you're this or human who infiltrates the alien race, trying to uh, take them out or spy on them. But uh, you play in the over um, role-playing or adventure-type aspect when there would be a battle, um, like a um, random encounter. You would go into a um, side-scrolling. Uh, shooter shooter stage so you would use you would gain experience from playing those levels to level up your ship or change ships and that sort of thing and where uh gradius galaxies uh, is you know just a gradius game uh on the on the game boy advance uh, game boy advance so um which plays amazing for a uh a shooter uh on the on the game boy advance i'm uh, surprised at how how smooth 
the game is and how how good the graphics are for for being on such a such a small small screen. It uh, that was a close one, but uh, Sigma Star um, just from the uh, the depth of that game. Um, that's the reason why I decided that would win over Gradius Galaxies. They're both both good games. Um, Gradius Galaxies being more of the traditional shooter, and Sigma Star being kind of a a, a hybrid of a RPG mixed with um, with a shooter. Nice. I have heard of neither nor played neither, so yeah, I have I, I have not much to add on these two. Yeah, so I, I you know I recommend I recommend both of them. Um, Gradius Galaxies is more you know like if you just want to play a shooter, um, that would uh, I would recommend that. But uh, Sigma Star is uh, yeah it's a unique uh, unique blend of the two, and I don't think I've ever seen another another game that was like that. Sounds like Gradius was thrown into the wrong weight class. It shouldn't have been against. Yeah, no, it really it. It, it probably should have been just another another shooter, but from what I uh, thought the game was, uh, I thought it was just a shooter. Mm. And uh, Drill Dozer versus Mr. Driller, th- those are all, all those are two kind of uh, different games themselves too, but uh, they both had drills in them, so <laughs> that's why <laughs> uh, so I paired those guys up. And plus, I played Mr. Driller. Well, actually, this is Mr. Driller 2. I played Mr. Driller before on the um, Dreamcast, and I wanted to see if this was any different. And I, I liked Mr. Driller, or I like Mr. Driller. And Drill Dozer was a game that I'd heard was fun. And uh, from the gameplay, I, I looked at the... What, uh, how, what What's Drill Dozer? How does that play? Drill Dozer is not really Metroidvania. Uh, it's like a... Um, action puzzler to where okay. you um you play as this uh girl female character in a kind of mechanized drilling machine um to where you are um, trying to win back or steal back this diamond that was taken from from you mm-hmm. um you're a part of this like um it's, it's kind of like a a thief guild or like this group of kind of thieves that uh, you you mine for different jewels <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous i actually and, i actually have this game but uh, drill dozer it, it, yeah yeah and it has a have different you it? yeah it's got a different cartridge too right yeah it it has a it has a rumble feature in yeah it. that's oh, right it's one of those like fat ones yeah it sticks yeah. out of the machine gotcha. so in in each level you you have to search for these different gears and uh, each gear you get powers up how fast you can spin and drill your, uh, your drill. So you use the, the bumpers, the left and right bumpers on the, on the Game Boy Advance to um, speed up your drill. You can either drill clockwise or counterclockwise. And every time you get a, a drill, you can shift the gear by hitting the, the bumper the left or right bumper to speed up and drill faster to get farther or to drill through different um, obstacles that you couldn't get through before. Hmm. So it's and, a you, you have to shift the gears like you would in in a car or a. And what, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with Mr. Driller either. What what, what is that? Uh, Mr. Driller is just a um, 
kind of a puzzle game, but you you're this little cutesy guy, and you the object of the game is to drill down into the earth, essentially as as far as you can without getting squished or without running out of oxygen. Is it similar to maybe say Dig Dug? No, no, you don't really fight enemies in it. You just okay. you want to avoid being killed. Okay, and it's it's kind of a very arcading to where like you think the screen is kind of long and you're just drilling down right right okay as far as you can yeah it's fun and who uh who came out victorious between those two uh that was drill dozer by far oh really wow okay yeah Yeah, it's a fun game i haven't played too much of it like i played a long time ago i just remember having really good times with it yeah it's well i will uh i will will look for it it should be pretty easy to spot i think i think it's made by the um uh, guys who do the Pokemon games too. It, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, uh, game game freak. Yeah. Game freak. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's is it yeah, it's is a it lot. hard to find? Is it expensive? Where, where I think it's I think it's pricey. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mine came with my Game Boy Advance. Like when I buy a used console, I I try to get a bunch of games with it, and it was one of the games that was thrown in with it. So, oh nice. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so that was the Elite Eight. Why don't you take us down to the Final Four? And, and so Final us. Four was Counterpunch versus River City Ransom. And um, River City Ransom came out on top on that one. I like that a little bit more than Counterpunch. And on the other side, Sigma Star versus Drill Dozer. Um, Drill Dozer advanced. And uh, the final matchup was between Drill Dozer and River City Ransom. EX. Mm. I, can I just say I think you pick your your picks for these games were great. I love the idea that it was two kind of similar games against each other. Uh, all four of the the matchups, the original matchups, had very different kind of genres going. Um, I don't know if this was how, like you planned on that or it was kind of a happy accident, but it was a fantastic looking bracket. Really cool. Well done. Thank you. Thank you much. And yeah, my uh, the winner, I, I picked uh, Drill Dozer. All right. Way to go, Drill Dozer. Yeah. Congrats to Drill Dozer. Well, yeah, uh, this was an awesome idea, Matt. I'm so glad you did it. You finished it just in time. I think you finished it like last night, right? Yeah, I had had it. Uh, I had already had it finished. and um, You just didn't um, post yet? I didn't post yet. Yeah, gotcha. it had been done gotcha. for a while, but I yeah, I wanted to draw out the uh, suspense. Sure. <laughs> well, so. you had us all uh, in the palm of your hand on Twitter there, and I think we were all very excited to see what was going to come out victorious, and that was Drill Dozer. I think if, uh, actually was it uh, Sean P one? Uh, he uh, he picked it at the very beginning. That was his pick. Oh, really? Yeah, so he wins. Uh, he wins the prize. He gets the Cupid doll. Yep. Fantastic. Well, we're getting close to the end here. Do either of you guys have any more to say about the Game Boy Advance? I think we covered a wide swath of games today. Plenty. Uh, but if you have anything else to add, now is the time. No, <laughs> it's just a cool system. Yeah, it is yeah. cool. Very there, cool. It, it, it's and it's a system that I need to dive a little deeper in um when the i came in kind of late to the uh, i was a late adopter to the game boy advance 
um, when it first came out, I was uh, really not playing a lot of games. I was deep into PT school at the time, and the games were so far from my radar. Um, I was essentially just studying nonstop, and that was it. So when I was out of school and working is when I, I, I got one of the last models of the uh, of the Game Boy Advance. So there's a lot of games that... Um, I don't more of the deeper cuts that I don't know and uh, something I need to explore a little more. And you just picked up a backlit mod at Retro City Festival, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I got that actually um, at the Retro City, and a week later I was gifted the Game Boy Zero. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of uh, it kind of. Uh, defeated the whole defeated the purpose but you know i'll, I'll still use it because it's it's you know fun to play on and it's you know kind of more of the original and it's more it's more comfy it. i like the the original game boy advance because it's wider and it's it's comfier on the fingers yeah i'm the, the one downside to the uh the uh game boy zero is that uh, after some long play sessions my hands get a little little cramped although i do like the uh the fat feel of the original Game Boy. Sure. I don't know if you have any pictures of your modded Game Boy Advance on Twitter, but if you can throw some up, yours is really cool. It's a, it's not just a modded backlit screen. It's like a modded case too. It's a super, it's super Famicom, right? Yep. So it's got yeah. this, it's got a super Famicom design. I think it looks awesome. I'm kind of jealous of it myself. Yeah. I'll, I'll take some pictures and throw them up on Twitter. There you go. Well, then I think that's it for March Madness, guys. Uh, that was madness. And the end of March, which means April, May, and June is coming up for the CC Portable. So why don't we talk about what is coming up? In April, we have Thor, the God of Thunder for the Nintendo DS. CC Portable's very first beat-em-up. I thought it would be a nice way to celebrate the... Avengers Endgame film and the culmination of the uh, MCU up to this point. Have either of you guys played Thor God of Thunder? No, I haven't, uh, but uh, that's one that's been on my radar for a while, so I'm, I'm yeah, pick excited it up. to play that. Pick it up. It was developed by WayForward and published by Sega, and I played the first level yesterday, which was like a half hour long in three sections, but um, really fun. It's so far, it seems like it's got... Oh, I don't even want to get into it. We'll talk about it next month. That's the whole point. But it's a beat-em-up. Very fun. I, I played it. I played through it, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was recommended to me by Fitnet, actually, I think, on the uh, Cartridge Club Hangouts one one evening. And it was one of those games that you'd see in the cheap bin for like 10 bucks all the time. It's mm -hmm. like, ah, this freaking cash-in game or whatever. And, and he was talking it up, so I uh, picked it up, took a chance on it, spent my 10 bucks, and I... Had a real good time with it. It doesn't, and it's not too long to play, so it's good times. It's really? kind of funny to me how those, you know, like the the licensed tie-in games kind of immediately, like before anyone's ever played the game, it kind of gets a bad bad. And rap, I think like, that's oh, probably that's... why you can find it for pretty cheap mm. is because it's got Chris Hemsworth plastered on the front, and you just immediately, you know, it's it's got a negative connotation to it just because of that. Yeah. Well, and it's a, it's a movie tie-in game, and those are generally mm -hmm. not very good. So I, mm -hmm. I just had that assumption. Like, there, there's a reason why this is. It's brand new. It's still packaged. It's been out for a couple of years, and it's still sitting there for ten bucks. You know, so mm -hmm. 
But yeah. Well, we definitely don't need to have a podcast next month because we just talked about yep. pretty much everything we're going to cover. But coming up in May, we're going to be playing our very first run and gun game, and that's going to be Lilo and Stitch for the Game Boy Advance. Have either of you guys played this Metal Slug esque game? Yep. Uh, I have this one as well, and uh, I never finished it. But uh, I played the first few levels, and it's good times. So I'm looking forward to finishing it up in May. Yeah, same, uh, same with me. But uh, I've, uh, I'm also holding off finishing it until until May. Well, groovy. And then coming up in June, we got our big reveal right now for the first time ever. We're going to be talking about what we're playing in June for CC Portable, and that is going to be drum roll. Please. Do you have a drum roll, Kevin? Uh, I don't. No. Well, just give me a random sound effect. Okay. Um. Fandango boner. Boner. Perfect. Uh, we are going to be playing Batman for the Game Boy. Why are we playing Batman? Because it's actually going to be the 30th anniversary of the original Tim Burton Batman film from 1989. 30 years later, we're going to be playing Batman for the Game Boy. Either of you guys played this? No. No, well, I haven't. It's supposed to be pretty darn good. I haven't played it myself, but I hear nothing but great things about it. And it is actually going to be kicking off our summer of platformers here on CC Portable. Uh, June, July, and August, we're going to be playing three platformer games. And I'm usually I only do three months in advance for CC Portable. But because this is a special episode, March Madness, we're going bigger, better, badder, I figured, you know what, why the heck not? Let's talk about what we're going to be playing in July and August as well so I can give you guys as much of a head start as possible to track down these games and uh, get you hyped to play them. Nice. So with that, I think uh, it's a good idea. we're going to be playing Batman in June. In July, we're going to take a step in another direction and be playing Super Princess Peach oh, for the Nintendo yeah. DS. Yes, a bit of a controversial uh, title because uh, it plays a lot like Mario, except, of course, you're Princess Peach. And um, it's controversial in the sense that she has these superpowers that are based on emotions. Right. And so some people see it as kind of a sexist game, and so I'm very excited to talk about that in July. Uh, and then in August, we are going to be playing the angry video game nerd, The Video Game which, of course, is based on James Rolfe's character, the angry video game nerd. Um, That's a portable game? It absolutely is a portable game. I downloaded it and first played it on my 3DS. Oh. Hmm. Right, right. And so I have it there. It's an homage to many games, if you've ever played it. I have. And, uh, I look forward to talking about that in August. So that is going to be our Summer of Platformers. All, all your games are tie-ins, except for, for Peach. You know, Thor, that's uh, a movie tie-in, Lilo and Stitch movie, Batman movie, and AVGN YouTube tie-in, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You know, I didn't even plan that, but uh, that's that's the way the cards fell, I guess. So what can you do? Mm. That's what we're playing. Nice. Cool, and with that, we have come to the end, which means it's time for plugs. Of course, always check out where this all began, and that is cartridgeclub.org, where you can jump on the forums and talk about a bevy of uh, topics, including 
this podcast we're on right now, CC Portable. You can tell me what games you want to play, what games you've been playing, um, or if you just want to jump on Twitter and at me, at CC Portable Unite, where you can do the same, I encourage you to do that. Um, and if you, you can tell me, sorry, I don't have it in front of me. I usually have a thing that I read. You can tell me if you want to be a very special guest like my friends Matt Bandy and Barry on Mars here. And speaking of, why don't we start with you, Matt Bandy? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me occasionally on Twitter at xmattbandyx, and uh, yeah, that's about it. But uh, you're you are all over Twitter with your gifts and your responses. You're very clever with your gift gift responses. The gif or gif? Gif, right? We've all kind of accepted that. I I think the guy who invented it pronounces it wrong, but and so <laughs> that's the controversy. Because he, yeah, pr- he that, pronounces it GIF, but there's no such thing as a GIF raff. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> a GIF raff. GIF raff. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, and where can we find you, Kevin, a.k.a. Buried on Mars? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Buried underscore on underscore Mars. I co-host a weekly podcast with my buddy Richard, a.k.a. at the Rambox, And uh, we're over at Retro. Fandango. You can also follow us there at retro underscore Fandango. And then if you, you know, tear through a cartridge club portable game and you're like, you're itching to play another game, then you can, uh, and you have a PC and it's collecting dust. And it's like, what am I going to do with this PC? Can this thing play video games? Well, you could probably play along with the Quick Save Club. Uh, we're at Quick Save Club. We also have a Discord channel because we're all the Discord thing. And we do kind of the same thing as the cartridge club and uh, the uh, uh, CC Portable, where we play a PC game every month, and we pick PC games that are classics, that are indie games that you can generally play on any old PC potato. So if you got an old Windows machine lying around, fire it up and uh, head on over to Quick Save Club. Find out what we're playing this month. We are playing uh, Diablo, so you might want to check that out. You, you you mean this month, as in April, April. right? Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, whenever I don't know. April <laughs> and then in, yes, yes. in May I, I think mean, I think my podcast's coming out already so in May I can say we're playing uh, Half Life the original Half Life. Ooh, yeah. exciting! You know, yeah. I got I got to say I'm actually I think it's really cool what you're doing, Kevin, with the Quick Save Club. Uh, I think it's a great extension of the Cartridge Club, and it's different. Like like you said, uh, as you've been talking about it in the past on your podcast, um, you do have whole genres that we haven't touched on this either uh cc prime or cc portable and uh i'm really excited for it i might even jump in and, and play hopefully you have a month where you play ftl can you please play ftl it's on the list for sure and you yes. are not yes. the only person that has requested that so yes um, i want to be on that podcast okay um let me write that all down then yes. F- I, I have i have other people that i need to go through but um yeah i don't I, play a lot of computer games but i love FTL. Yeah, I think actually, I think you were on Fandango and you were talking up that game, and I had never heard of it or I hadn't yeah, played it or and something. Then you're, I know. And then, and then uh, like years you, later, you you and Richard finally both play it, and I'm sitting here like shaking my head listening to you guys talk about it. <laughs> and now, it's like, great. Finally, yeah. It's a it's a fantastic game. I I really like it. Um, but yeah, but for sure, like that that's like a modern indie game with some retro style graphics, so that definitely falls into. All of our categories, and and you don't need a monster PC to uh, play it. But, right, uh, right. Yeah, I, I, I got it. Oh, go go ahead, Matt. 
So I got excited too, Kevin, when you mentioned uh, playing full throttle. Yeah, that's definitely um, on the list. What we want to do is try to mix up as many different genres as possible too. So to have like first-person shooters and uh, point-and-click uh, games like Full Throttle. Uh, our first point-and-click game uh, will be uh, Monkey Island, since that's kind of the nice. one that uh, has started it all kind of thing. But we eventually do want to get to as many of the classic Sierra and um, uh, LucasArts uh, point-and-click adventure games as we can. Um, yeah, that's that's what got me me on board. Yeah, and uh, you know, they're all good. They're all fun. And, and actually, Eric, the the mighty Q dog had a, a great idea with uh, when we do a point and click adventure. Uh, the idea is that we don't look up uh, walkthroughs, and we all try to help each other uh, either on the forums or on Discord. I don't know where it's going to be. Oh, happening. that's great. Yeah. So like, no, but like, try like try everybody. Don't look at walkthroughs and just. Try to help each other get through yeah. uh, the game because we know that those games could be really abstract at times. It's really wild, like especially Full Throttle has an infamous uh, puzzle in it um, that I, I don't want to say because I don't want to ruin it when we do eventually get to it. Um, but yeah, so that sounds like something fun that the entire community can get together. And it's and funny do. you bring that up. Uh, I, Layla and I are playing through our first point-and-click game together right now we're playing thimbleweed park on the switch okay mm. and uh we're doing the same thing there is we're not looking up walkthroughs we're just trying to figure out the puzzles there have been a, there is a, a like a, a hint thing you can use within the game mm-hmm. that we've had to a couple times uh check out but I, for the most part we've been we've been able to you know put together what we're supposed to do nice good excellent yeah well and uh you know uh, it, a lot of people ask like, i we, guess and we, she talks about that a lot we have um we'll be having our episode zero uh posted uh, uh around the same time as this episode will be posted uh, so you can okay. go check it out it'll answer probably a lot of questions that people have we talk about uh playing on consoles and the types of games we'll be playing and all that stuff so uh if yeah you will it be part it go ahead will it be part of the cartridge club feed or is this going to be a separate podcast? Um, to I hope this is okay to say. To be honest, they were kind of scared of us. <laughs> they were kind of scared we we're going to take over the cartridge club um, <laughs> because there is a lot of a uh, little bit of confusion with console players that they just think of the PC as a console that plays console games on PC, but there are different genres there. So we will have our own feed. We'll have our own thing, so we don't step over each other too much because um, you know, like a lot of the. Uh, point-and-click adventure games that you play today can be played on a console, right? So there's a little, it, a lot of games fall into a gray area, and I get it, I respect it, um, but uh, yeah, we will be do, having our own feed just so we don't overstep each other too often. But um, there are some ideas floating around there for some crossover uh, events that might be happening at some point. Um, so we'll see. We're, we're still. In the under the cartridge club umbrella, but we're just not on the same feed. We'll have our own feed. Gotcha. Cool. Well, great. Oh yeah, and thanks for letting me talk about that. I was I just meant it to be a small little plug, and then it turned out to be a big. No, thing, of so. course, man. It's great. I think it's it's awesome. I'm excited for it. That's great. I'm glad everyone's excited. I thought seriously thought there would be like you know two or three people interested in it, and I thought it would be like you know as popular as you know the cc underground or whatever and it's it's turning into a big thing um i mean we 
I, I think this is okay to say too. We've turned Dean around, man. Dean is just on our Discord all the time now. He's just commenting, <laughs> and it's it's crazy. It's wild. He was he was a guy that was like, I, I like, oh man, this this isn't for me or whatever. You guys are gonna have to convince me to uh, come over to the dark side. And it, man, it didn't take much convincing at all. <laughs> just, just one visit to GOG.com, and he was uh he's uh, been on on our side. So. Um, yeah, it's been a great experience so far, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing this every month. Rock and roll. Yeah. Well, why don't we leave it there? And as you say, Kevin, let's crash this plane. Yeah. All right. So I want to thank you guys for both being here. This was really fun. Uh, March Madness is always kind of one of my favorite times of the year in CC Portable because we get to talk about a whole bunch of games. So I really appreciate you guys taking out the time to uh, join me. Well, thanks for having me, Curtis. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Curtis. Absolutely. And with that, we will see you guys next month for Thor, God of Thunder on the DS. Take care. CC, unite. <laughs>